hey nerds before we start the show one item of housekeeping we actually are looking for some help for the show uh there is a survey in the show notes that you can go ahead and link to it is 10 questions takes about two minutes just asking how the show is going uh just how we can make things better for you if you enter your email you are also entered for a sweepstakes to win some that kind of nerd swag for free uh so again go to the show notes and go ahead and take that quick survey or go to survey.thatkindofnerd.com again that's survey.thatkindofnerd.com or just check the show notes thank you so much for making the show better and now on with the show Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? Welcome in. Uh, if this is your first time here on the show, I highly advise you go to intro.thatkindofnerd.com. You can actually learn a little bit about the show. Or, as Brian likes to say every week, just jump into it. Just see what happens. Just go with the flow. Let it happen. Uh, but uh, I, I regret nothing by just telling you to do that. I said it once. I don't say it Well, you said week. it last week, too. I regret nothing. You have no regrets. No regrets. Thor, Thor regrets. Uh, let's just listen. Let's just jump into it this week. My favorite hobby is to go around the Internet, find the weird, find the obscure, and then ask these two gentlemen for a tech perspective. Uh, and then I want to start off this week with. with boop, 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 boop. Oh, sad, Brian. <laughs> Uh, listen, we're going to start off this week with with gaming news. It's not something that we talk about very often, but geez, we, a couple things came out this week that I just had to talk about. Uh, the first, I want to all Pokemon related. Excuse me, all Pokemon related. There, there's there, there's two Pokemon related things, which is really one Pokemon related thing. Then Lego and Fallout. So I think it's I think it's a pretty good mix. So let's start with Pokemon. Nintendo announced the f- the first real Pokemon game for the Nintendo Switch. Is that accurate? Am I the Switch expert all of a sudden? Because I own one. And you're I the only one who has one. one. Right, yeah. So, yeah. So, you're the expert. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's the first game. Yes. Yes. All right. It's the so first it's called, game for Pokemon. So, it's called Pokemon Switch. Let's Go. Then there's the Pikachu edition. And then there's the Eevee edition. As with every Pokemon game, there's usually one version and another. So, you don't get all the Pokemon. You have it's to pretty trade. much a remake of Pokemon Yellow. From uh, what I understand. And I mean, that's kind of what it reminds me of. So you have a Pokemon that that's out of its Pokeball following you, but it also mixes a lot of Pokemon Go dynamics into it as well, which I thought was extremely interesting. So when you go to catch a, a Pokemon, you have the Joy-Con in your hand. You play with one Joy-Con and you kind of have to, to, to aim the ball and kind of get that set up like you do with Pokemon Go. Uh, so, I, I mean, I thought that was interesting. It's not a dynamic that you normally see within a Pokemon game. Well, and, and you can also now, like, the, they're going to be selling, like, little tiny Pokeballs that you can sync to it and you can throw. So there's going to be an accessory called the Pokeball Plus, uh, which really is just a s- small Pokeball. Little tiny Pokeball. Um, you can be a real Pokemon master. I've seen <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos maybe, of this. Maybe I'll catch a Charmander. Who knows? I've seen a lot of videos. Why is Mario catching Pokemon? Who says I'm, who says I'm Mario? You say his name weird. Here's the I'm thing. Mario, calm down. I have seen like two videos of this 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 Pokeball Plus. I still don't know how it works. Can someone please explain it to me? You know how the Joy-Con works? Yeah. Just well, like that? Well, pretend I don't. You know how you know how Wii Remote works? Uh with like the motion like sensing and then the buttons? Yeah, indeed. It's so what's the like button that. on the Poke? Is it the middle of the Pokeball? Yeah, but that's just joystick. This is supposed to be a controller. It's not. Oh, oh! So it's to control the Pokemon. It's it's replacing the Joy-Con of the Nintendo Switch. 
Uh, from what I understand, yes. Okay, I thought it was just for catching Pokemon you had the little Pokeball. Oh, no, that would be ludicrous. But uh, hence, No, but this way Nintendo. when I want to catch Pokemon while at my rooftop party, I can set up the stand <laughs> on the table and I can move with my Pokeball and I can do a little flicky motion. Just a little, little flick, flick. You know, it's funny you, it's funny you bring up the millennial rooftop parties when people play Switches together, which is a total occurrence that really happens. I've been invited to six so far this month. <laughs> you act, you can actually now play with another player in this Pokemon game. Oh, you mean what I can never do with Pokemon Go? Uh, right. Like, you can never That's do a, with Pokemon Go. Yep. It's exciting. Trading and battling? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, this is, that's the first thing I thought of too, Brian, was this is actually delivering what Pokemon Go was supposed to be, but there's no augmented reality with this game, correct? Uh, not that I know of, which I'm okay with. I'm quite, I don't think I turned off the AR on my Pokemon Go after a week anyway. (laughs) As did I. So yeah, this is, this looks like the game that Pokemon Go was supposed to be. After about the 17th Rattata showing up on my couch, it got old. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm I'm just not like I don't think they did as much as they could have done. Like, so much of the interface is basically just the app, and then you know they created this game around it where you're exploring and battling, and that stuff is important. But the catching of the Pokemon is exactly like the app. It just mm, they could have done better with this new game. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with the new game, yeah. Yeah, well, well, they want all the Pokemon Go app downloaders to go buy a Nintendo Switch so they can pay Pokemon. Let's go. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's not what they want. I'm saying that's not going to happen. I I, I didn't say that that's what was going to happen. I mean, I think some. How many people you think use this as an excuse to buy a Switch? Really? How many people do you think spent at least three hundred dollars on Pokemon Go? How much spent? How much money? About three hundred dollars on Pokemon Go. What? E- a e- decent percentage. 3%, 3%, 5% of the users? Sure, out of the millions of users that uh, it uh, downloaded that game. Okay, so do you, you think this sells... So you think, this sells, you, you think this sells 10,000 Switches? Yes. I think it sells I think it sells 10,000 Switches, yeah. You, Pokemon is a huge game. And, and the other thing you need to remember is that this is the first time Pokemon is actually being released in any form on what is technically a, a console not just a DS or a Game Boy. Yeah, and it reminds me of when Pokemon first came out with Blue and, and Red. That was the only reason I bought a Game Boy at first. And then I played other Game Boy games, but it made me buy hardware. And that's what it's been doing for the DS and for the, all the other handhelds. It's about time that it, it pulls its weight when it comes to the actual main console. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of sales of the Switch for Pokemon. And Switch sales have all, all already been doing well. So I think this is just... just icing on top of it for Nintendo. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to buy a Switch just to play this. Especially with the multiplayer aspect of it. Without having to buy a second controller, you could get more... Well, I guess you need a second controller. But without paying a ton well, of money... It, you you don't need a second controller. The Joy-Cons Joy turn sideways. Okay, so the other Joy-Con could... could the left and yeah. the right... Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no need. Yeah. Two players. Automatically right. two players. Just by buying a Switch console and the game. Now, this next one I'm, I'm very excited about. Bethesda announced uh, a new Fallout game, Fallout 76. They did a teaser for it. Not a lot of details out, but some of the reports out there have been pretty exciting. Uh, I don't I am a- understand this. Is it the 76th iteration? That's the thing. They go Fallout 1, 2, 3, <laughs> New Vegas, 4, 76. 
I don't know where numbers five through 75 went. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like this is, <clears throat> it sounds like the, the character is 76. No, so this is based off of a vault that has been mentioned many times within the Fallout lore, and that is Fallout Vault 76. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just put the whole title in there. Uh, but this was the the group of people that were supposed to go out before everybody else. So they were supposed to start with cleaning up some of the monsters. They were supposed to restart rebuilding society. So when all the other survivors are ready to come out of their experiments, they can, they I, uh, can come out of the world. But, but everything on, went wrong here. I don't like, know. I don't. Everything went wrong. I don't know what Fallout is. I don't know a single thing about it. But I watched um, this teaser. This whatever uh, minute thirty three teaser. It looks awesome. Like it it looks amazing. I'm not going to play it ever. So what I like about Fallout and a lot of Bethesda's games are that they are single player games. They had an, uh, they had an online player game. Will I liked. get lost? Well, here's the problem, yes. Josh. This is yes, going you will. this is you will. This is going to be a online no. multiplayer survival RPG. Nope. Yep. I, I that I was so on board until I read that I, I am I am not good at those games. Number one, I'm just not good at them. Number two, they're never my cup. I've never enjoy a big session of that of playing because they're always some people. ten year old screaming obscenities at you, or the the guy who you know he has no real job or other hobby, so his four you know hour shift ends that week, and then he just plays this the rest of the time. Uh, and he's camping out and he knows where everything is. Like the guy, the guys who are controlling the, uh, the, whatever the replicants in, in gamer, yeah. like those yeah, guys. B- b- yeah. The, the neck beards of the internet are the ones that are, are there avatars, not replicants. Sorry. Avatars. Uh, that's okay. Uh, so I was really on board. I was ready for it. Then I heard it could be an online survival RPG. Uh, I'm out. I won't say hard pass only because I don't know, Bethesda, I like them. So maybe they'll surprise me. But uh, this is not a game I'm going to pay $60 for right off the bat. I'll wait for maybe a Black Friday deal or something and then pick it up after everyone else has had it. Um, Brian, are you a big Fallout fan? Did you play the Fallouts? I played Fallout 3. I, I don't have time to play these games anymore. They're literally <laughs> 600 hours. They do. They, they, they take up a lot of hours. I, I don't, don't want to. I don't have time. All right. Well, a game, a game that you may have time for, Lego, Lego Batman. Uh, is is rumored to come out, but this one is going to be focusing on the DC supervillains. So it's Lego DC supervillains. Yes, immediately yes. Right, I'm actually pretty pretty stoked about this. The Lego games have always been very creative, very easy to pick up and play, and you don't need a whole lot of tutorials how to to do things. And they're always fun and hilarious. Uh, great for all ages. I'm 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 all down for this. Joshua, why are you just 100 immediately on board? Because Christian and Zoe love these games. They love them. And, and you know, every so often I just either lay in bed with them when, when they're playing in my room or, like, sit on the sofa with them while they're I – don't, I don't, I'm still – I'm not playing. But um, it, they're funny and they're, they're cool and they're not offensive in any way. So, like, I'm – like, these are actually really good games for kids, unlike Fortnite. <laughs> does your does your son play Fortnite? Oh, he no, he's not allowed to play Fortnite because it's it's people just screaming curse words all the time. Well, don't let him go into the chat. That's the whole. They all do it. You it's have to. No, you. It's a battle royale game. You have to talk to each other. Otherwise, no, you're, you fucking don't. Yes, you do. Not if you're just playing by yourself. Or if you're playing with your friends, you go into the chat, uh, a private chat with your friends. No, I don't want him in there with his friends. No, no, you don't go into the main chat. You go into a private chat. I don't on want the system with nope, your friends. No privacy. No Fortnite. 
Brian, what do you feel about the uh, DC villain Lego game? I don't know. Who am I going to play as? Joker? You can play as the Joker. You can play as other people. I, I don't have the article up in front of me anymore. I'm confused because I'm used to beating up villains. I I, I don't know if I want to root for that. I mean, Deathstroke, Deadshot. Wouldn't wouldn't you want to like explore some of those? King Shark. King Shark would be awesome to play as. Think about Lego Batman. The the villains had a different. There was a different take on the villains in there, right? They weren't necessarily just all terrible evil people. At one point, they all banded together to save the Lego City. So I imagine it's going to be that kind of twist of like, yeah, we're bad, but right now there's something so bad that we are going to be good guys just to fix that thing. But after this is done, we're going to be bad again. I mean, just it's going to be that kind of thing. When's it come out? Uh, coming out October 16th. Uh, I'll, I'll be playing my third or fourth playthrough of Spider-Man, so no, I probably won't play this. Is there, a new, is, is there a new Spider-Man game coming out? Yeah, new Spider-Man game comes out September 7th. I'll be playing that. That is exclusively for the PlayStation 4, Josh. It's been a couple I, of years I, in development. I own a PlayStation 4. I bought one for $100. Right, right. But I'm just saying it's it's one that they've been working exclusively on for many years, uh, and they're finally releasing it. So that's a highly anticipated game. Am I going to so. get lost in that game? No, I don't think so. If you get lost in a Spider-Man game, other things have gone wrong in your life. Have you? Can you get? Will you get lost in New York? Does it lead you through the game? Like, I need something sure leading me through. No, it's sure probably it an open world game with a little compass telling you to head east, and that's it. Yeah, if there's an arrow telling me where to okay. go. Yeah. Think, have a little think compass like, on the screen. Think like a uh, very, very old Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, okay. Or like Crazy Taxi, kind of kind of little arrow just pointing you. And yeah, you just telling me where to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that That's happen. all I need. That's all I need. All right, so let's take a look at the world of movies and TV in a segment that we call Screen to Screen. And we're starting with some follow-up right off the bat. Last week, we talked about Happy Time Murders, which was the uh, the R-rated uh, Brian Henson uh, Muppet movie with uh, all sesame and no street. Uh, so the reason that they're following up is, uh, well, they're getting sued. Well, they got sued by Sesame Street, especially for the tagline, uh, all sesame, no street. They alleged, hey, people are probably going to get confused because they're kind of like these Muppet characters and you're saying Sesame Street and like they're being R-rated. This is terrible. And then in, in truest fashion, uh, the, the the team behind uh, Happy Time Murders gave a wonderful response via a puppet lawyer. Uh, well, this case went to court and was just like immediately struck down, like before I even put in the show notes, oh, hey, Habitat Murder is going to, to court. We already had the resolution that it was already over and that um, they're allowed to say all sesame, no street. Uh, so uh, good on them for, for making this happen. I was really surprised that it was just in and out that quickly. Uh, I don't think anyone's getting confused about the Sesame Street aspect of this, that this is a completely R-rated movie. and it's it's. If not you're a parent who watches that trailer and then says, I'm going to take my child to this because it says the word sesame and street. You have bigger problems. Like you're an idiot who just who just wants a free jungle gym. Yeah. Or or even if you just hear the title of the movie and you hear Happy Time Murders and see puppets like obviously that's for kids. The hell the murders well, is no, in the that, title. That, that can't that can't necessarily because you can't have slaughter without laughter. There's no slaughter. It's murders. It's Same not slaughter. Thing. It's not happy time slaughter. It's happy time murders. Well, you Same can't thing. have manslaughter without laughter. So just know. It's all part of it, CJ. I would just like the the record to reflect that I would love to be represented by Fred Esquire, the the Muppet lawyer. Uh, for any legal troubles, I highly recommend you search out Fred Esquire. I think he's a 
man of integrity. You know what? Never blinks. He's always got his eyes on, you know, the prize. Never takes him off. I'm lost. I'm completely lost. He's a he's a Muppet, so he can't blink his eyes. Muppets. I see Muppets. Muppets blink. don't blink. But look at this Muppet. He's he's not a blinking Muppet. Do Muppets Some Muppets blink. blink. Not all of them. Like Bitbird. Doesn't like, Big Bird Big, Big Bird, Bird blinks. blinks? So does Stuffalopagus. Elmo, no blinking. Uh okay. Alright. I can't I can't think of any other Muppets. The Muppet that was in the the Muppet movie by Jason. Miss Siegel, Piggy no blinks blinking. for sure. Miss Piggy blinks. Yes, Fozzie blinks. The- Gonzo blinks. Fozzie blinks? Fozzie has eyebrow. He has he has eyelids. Oh, I thought you found a Google article that shows all. I the was. I, I'm just to say. Oh my God! You found like a wiki about what Muppets blink. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't the internet made that? So you know, someone studied. There it. is there is a Muppet wiki for Muppet eyes. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna send you the link right can now. You, can you can you search it for blinking? I don't know. Hold on. Just give me a second. I'm gonna put it. I'm put it in the show notes, and there it is. Um, and I, I think it stands to reason that if they have eyelids, they blink. Does that sound fair? Okay, hold on. Ma- Mana Mana and Floyd Pepper have had blinking eyes. Um, Big Bird Animal, Snuffleupagus, Monkey Fraggle, Hoots the Owl, Tally Monster. Uh, but like I mean, Cookie Monster does not blink. Cookie Monster's eyes sit precariously on top of his fucking head. Like they're going to roll off at any moment. His eyes go fucking batshit crazy all the time, though. I think it's safe to say that Muppet's blink and your joke was not founded in fact. Yeah, this Muppet does not blink because he has no eyelashes. There's a whole section about lashes, this lids, and brows. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God, the Internet. <laughs> this whole wiki is all just about the eyes. Just it about the eyes. Fascinating. It, I highly recommend you go read this. Check out our show notes. It is it's, actually pretty good stuff. It's definitely something that you would have never thought of. And now it's all I want to know about. I'm going to walk into work on Monday and be like, guys, I learned about Muppet Eyes. I want to talk for like 10 minutes if we can about Muppet Eyes. Do you have time for the good word of Muppet Eyes? I named a bunch of Muppets that blink. So you did. You did a pretty good job. I'm sorry that my joke eh, missed the mark because apparently Muppets blink. And I was not aware that there was such a large catalog of of muppet blinking brian i am curious on something because uh i have been suggesting uh that people watch the netflix original series the rain and uh if memory serves me correctly i think you started to watch that series who told you that i think you did you did, I last, did not. last week do you have spying on me <laughs> <laughs> do you have some sort of muppet eyes I, set up in my room i did i left some muppet eyes in there and they see That's- all that's like the weird. Mr. Potato Head thing, they're not connected. They see. Please tell me about uh, the rain. I'm just curious how far you've got into it. If you found it enjoyable, um, I think I'm five or six episodes into it. Yeah, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say six. Um, once you get past the terrible dubbing, yeah, it's good. It's like the mist. It's like the mist, but with water, uh, and and it has a little bit of uh walking dead storyline to it at, at some point i don't want to spoil anything not it's zombies, like the mist no zombies. in like you know 10 years right like the uh the season but with water uh the season where they're all separated and like trying to find each other like that i like don't that watch kind of walking deal. dead all right that's fine uh also i know that nate from lancaster he started watching it as well uh based on the recommendation he's really enjoying it so uh i i really do i i suggest just like brian says you're gonna have to get past the dubbing it takes you probably the first episode 
uh, to do that. And I mean, you watch with subtitles too, but it, it kind of gets a little weird at that point. However, uh, the rain has been renewed for season two on Netflix. So uh, the show is warranted enough for Netflix to pump down some more money on it and develop a second season. And uh, I'm pretty darn excited for it. I'll be excited once I figure out how this season ends. I have questions. That one chick is batshit crazy. Oh, okay. So, Brian, once you are done the show, I'm very curious for you to, to come back, give us your feedback, and tell us if it gets your recommendation, if, if it's something that you'll recommend sure. to others. I will tell you what I did watch this week. I finally watched Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah. How yeah. was that? Now, let's talk about that. How did you like it? No, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Well done. Interesting and um, funny at moments. And, uh, yeah, didn't see the ending coming. So it was interesting. I right. I enjoyed that. You couldn't really call that movie. You just you had to just let it happen. I'm just really confused that how does the main character not get arrested at the end of that movie? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like that that's, that's isn't like that's that how it always works out? I turn to my girlfriend and I'm like that's the one thing I don't buy in this whole thing. And the other thing that did bug me is that the repetition of the day was never like there's no explanation behind no. it. Well, and there so, wasn't any I, in Groundhog Day. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'm okay, okay, I, I believe that this is happening, and you don't need to explain it to me. But seriously, she fucking, chandelier kicks a bitch out the window, and the cops don't want to talk to her at all? I'm a little confused by that. Listen, if you can accept the fact that the day repeats over and over again, you can you can let that go. Bye. Shoddy uh, and, policemanship? And- sure. <laughs> so, it happens. All right, I want to talk about one more piece of movie news that got me super excited. And I mean, it's, it's really nothing. Like, seriously, there's there's nothing except that Tom Cruise tweeted out a picture uh, of him in his Maverick costume saying, feel the need uh, with hashtag day one as the, the caption. Uh, we, we now know that uh, Top Gun Maverick has officially started. Uh, I'm so excited for this movie. We know no one else that's in it besides Tom Cruise. Uh, we have no release date. We have no footage. All we have is just Tom Cruise in his costume. I'm super excited. And this brings up the hypocrisy that is me, that uh, I'm okay with this sequel, even though it's been way too long uh, in between the first one and the second I one. think it's been three times longer than any other sequel that you've had a problem with. Uh, Top Gun is a movie that means a whole lot to me. It was actually one of those movies that uh, I watched a lot when I was a teenager over and over and over again. Uh, so it's definitely something I enjoyed. I love the soundtrack, like the Top Gun theme with the electric guitars. My real question is, will Kenny Loggins be performing any song for the the sequel? He has not confirmed nor denied that he is working on something like Danger Sound. Who knows? But uh, did I tell you I went to the bar in top that was in Top Gun in San Diego? No. Yeah, I went to the bar that was in Tofkin in San Diego. Now you're jealous. I am. Where he picked up Kelly McGillis? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, it's like right down the street from the, the, the convention center there. God damn it, Brian. Sorry. By the way, had you how- told me this sooner, we would have been so much closer this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Brian, I actually met Kelly McGinnis, so... So did I. So did I. I she lives in fucking Moton. She, she lives, yeah, she lives in our area. Everybody, everybody's seen her at a restaurant. Hey, and been like, hey. hey Kelly McGillis. Hey, Kelly McGillis. She's like, I'm out here with my wife and kids. Can you just leave us alone? They were at Target. Uh, I was working at Target. Surprisingly, um, what I have heard is that you would be shocked how many people just break out into song. I can imagine. Absolutely. I was actually really shocked that that entire bar of Navy men knew that song. No problem. No rehearsal. No. They knew the choreography. Yeah. Of course they did. What did you know that song before the movie? When you spend all day together on a boat, you have no time, no other time. But that's what they do when they're not out on maneuvers. 
Yeah, they, they, they practiced. Yeah, numbers. they rehearsed. Yeah, I I feel the need for Tom Cruise to be doing a better movie. I I would like the record to reflect that uh, one Laura Burns uh, called me out on the Facebook post for for this uh, my hypocrisy of uh, rules are only convenient to CJ when they don't uh, you know matter to him. Yeah, uh, and you're you're absolutely right. See the episode hashtag sorry not sorry for further evidence. Sorry, Paul. I would rather he be working on the Edge of Tomorrow sequel than this. Yes. Give me that, too. I'm okay with that. Okay, but I, I'm saying I want that to replace this. No. See, I, I, want my that, Top Gun, I want my Top Gun 2. I don't care if it's a huge dumpster fire. I want my Top Gun 2. Wait, no, it's not going to be a dumpster fire. It's got Tom That's, Cruise in it. I know. It's very likely it could be no, a no, dumpster no. fire. We, we've, we've talked about Tom Cruise has this, has this thing, right, where Tom Cruise is always good in a movie, but some of his movies are bad. See The Mummy. Tom Cruise probably good. I completely I forgot about that. That was pretty recent. I, I was, was gonna, I, I was gonna challenge that that assumption and say name something recent. But the can mummy. You, can you go f- like really? Can you go further than that? Vanilla Sky. Terrible That's movie. not recent. Not awful. recent. Oh, oh, you're talking like super recent. Um, like I'm, I'm like I'm thinking like five to ten years. Can you name like how many movies has he done in the last ten years? A shit ton. American Made. I I I. That movie had a lot of problems, was but he fine. was really good. It was fine. The movie was uh, fine. Uh, Jack Reacher Never Go Back, the second Jack nope, Reacher movie. No. Oh, Jack no. Reacher was good. Jack the Reacher, second one? The second one the was good. The first yeah. one was great. The second uh, one was bad. I, I will give you, even though I kind of like it, but I doubt Oblivion? anybody else does. I, I will, I'll, I've never seen Oblivion. Okay. I'll give you Rock of Ages, 2012. Oh, that was when he was Stacey Jacks, and that was... Yeah. He sang, and he could not sing. Night and Day, he was, was, fa- awesome. Night and Day was fantastic. All the Mission Impossibles were fantastic. Valkyrie wasn't bad. I liked Valkyrie. Uh, Tropic Thunder is... He was amazing. Awesome. I War of the Worlds. Bad movie, good Tom Cruise. Uh, Twelve. That's 13 years ago. Okay, Thir- so listen. The man does good things, but when his movies are bad, he is always good. Dude, you named... Like everything, there was two movies in the last thirteen years that we were like, no. This was your theory. This wasn't my theory. This was your theory. That's I'm I'm I've just proven it. Oh I've, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. That this this is my thesis statement. None of that means that this Top Gun movie is going to be good. I'm saying it's not going to be bad because over the last thirteen years, either. we couldn't find a bad movie that Tom Cruise was in. Two, but it's two, two that you guys said were bad. It's going to be a movie. Dare you, sir? Oh, it's going to be a total movie. But there will be points where you are excited by it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to look at the world of comics to see how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian this week, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. So uh, we got some news from Todd McFarlane. We officially. Uh, have our spawn. Jamie Foxx was was cast, which we talked about a few weeks ago that that was probably going to happen. Uh, but now it's official that we have spawn. Uh, and he said that Todd McFarlane, I should say, said that spawn is going to be more of a supernatural thriller and not a straight horror movie. Can we- this mf'er make up his goddamn mind? No. This is the problem I have with Todd McFarlane being in charge with this movie because forever. Every freaking interview he said is like, oh, it's going to be a horror movie. It's not going to be a superhero movie. It's going to be a horror movie. Now, all of a sudden, it's going to be a supernatural thriller. 
which is a superhero movie with horror elements. So, so, what, so, so what Todd McFarlane said was, I hesitate to use the word horror. I'm very specific about not using that word too much because bullshit. it has broad definition I to a lot of people. I call bullshit on that. He used it 16 times in the past three months. Horror to my wife or to a lot of people, it means, oh, you're going to slaughter some co-eds in some bloodbath or something. I consider dialing back to say it's a supernatural thriller. So then it's not going to be a gore fest. No, that that's a slasher movie. Not a horror movie. Right. Although horror slasher is a subsection of horror. Todd, I don't trust you making movies. Continue <laughs> making comic books. I don't trust you behind the camera. Sorry. He's he's really selling that it's going that when we see a trailer, when we actually see footage from this movie, that's going to be the oh, you know what I do trust Todd McFarlane. He's saying that all the confidence from fans and naysayers is going to be sh- silenced when we see a trailer. Which listen, but that's the philosophy you have for a lot of things. I don't care how much I see a trailer. You know why I don't believe that? Because I know I'm just going to get a trailer that's just like the first Venom trailer, which is just going to be Jamie Foxx being all Jamie Foxx-ish and foxing up all over the place and no <laughs> Foxing up? That's the best verb I've heard this week, by the way. Mr. Fox is very amicable, but he's, he's got to have his beautiful face shown on screen, and that's all that trailer is going to be. <laughs> Is Jamie Foxx? You're right because you foxy. have to you have to scar you have to scar his character up, right? He's he's been to hell. Yeah, technically, but you know who knows? They could change anything. <laughs> Maybe he just got scarred can, from the neck down. Do, Maybe can, the devil liked his face so much they said, "You know what, Jamie? You keep that." Is it too much to ask for John Leguizamo to come back as the Violator? No, it's not because he was a great he as was the a Violator. Good, he was a great Violator. That's a weird thing to say. He was great as he the violator. He was great as that's the character, bad. the violator. Yes, that's much better. That's more eloquent. Where he did no violating, as CJ has implied. Yes, correct. No, it's not too much to ask, but I, I, I just, I'm just saying, I won't get this movie for another two years. I'll get a trailer next Halloween, and it'll be Jamie Foxx <laughs> and No Spawn. Are you reading this? Have you read this article? No, I have okay. not. <laughs> this, this is weird. So for right now, I know there's a lot of head scratching that people are going to go, I don't quite get how your movie is going to work. I do, he added. And again, I'm not going to say it's good. I may be on a suicide trip right now. (laughs) Really bringing a whole lot of confidence in the project there, Todd. Being being stubborn to a movie, being stubborn to a movie that no one wants to watch. Who knows? But like I said, if it does work, we're going to get some success. And by keeping the budget where we're at, then I don't need giants. I don't need it for to be a giant success to a place that we can come quickly and say, hey, we're going to be making a sequel. What the hell is going on with this guy? This, this, have you ever listened to an interview with this band that's always like this? No. It's like he's got this stream <laughs> of consciousness way of thinking. That Do you, like, what, you know what needs to happen? Benedict Cumberbatch needs to sit next to this guy. So when he starts saying, no, I'll answer that. Just we need to. We need to do the the Benny Dick slappy back that he, we normally do for for Tom Holland for Todd McFarlane. I just he he is a character. Uh, let me tell you, and uh, I, I I I trust him impis- implicitly with comic books and art and creating that. I do not trust him to direct a movie. I think it's great that he was able to get it a production studio, but I think they need to hire another so, director. Uh, Josh, do you have any feelings about Todd McFarlane apparently just being schizophrenic and? Making all these weird comments. You have to read this interview, by the way, in the show notes. I love, I love Spawn. 
I like Jamie Foxx. I like Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Give me the spawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a segment where that kind of nerd gives a topic, a product, whatever, the third degree in a segment that we call the nerd degree. Uh, and this is uh, another fantastic Indiegogo classic. Uh, I love to take a peek at some Indiegogo things and say, hmm, that's probably not really going to happen, but I like your concept. Uh, this week, we're looking at the Strap Swap, which is a uh, it converts any watch into a smartwatch on the uh, one side of the actual strap is a tiny screen that you can kind of scroll through to see your calories, your uh, smart notifications. <laughs> uh, you can kind of make I don't know. This is kind of interesting, kind of turns a traditional watch into a shitty band that happens to have a screen on it. Um, at first glance, it is. Uh, it's a calculator watch. It's tiny buttons that you can't hit, things that you can't read. Uh, nope. And 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 by the way, these dudes are wearing some fancy ass watches. Oh put, yeah, no, put, you would never wear this on a fancy watch, right? Not ever, ever. You would actually have to have a Casio calculator watch. <laughs> there, to use here's it. the here's the ironic part. There's an image of them showing it. On the Apple Watch. Right, right. Like, I'm ever going to put that on my Apple Watch. I looked up redundant in the dictionary and it said, please see redundant. Can anyone explain this to me at all? But I'm thinking of this for, for people who have really shitty, like, Timex watches or something like that. They're like, I wish I had a smartwatch. And if this wasn't a ton of money, I, you know, I like the idea behind this. I think this is bad. But I like Define the idea. a ton of money. If it is more than $130, you've gone too far. Do you mm. know how much it is? 59 euros. How much is that? $68.83. Well, that is definitely going to affect how I rate this. It's going to affect how you rate it is the video, which clearly shows you'll never see this product. But I think as a concept. Like, here's the thing. Yeah. Why? Watch. Why is this necessary? It's not even a good concept, look, dude. Like, I'm, uh, look, I'm if you're not, this. if no, 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 if you're not willing to commit the three hundred dollars to whatever like Android Samsung thing has, or like you know four hundred dollars or more to an Apple Watch, you can get what was that stupid thing you had forever, CJ? The Pebble is dead. Yeah. No, but there's other things like Pebble. Like you can get one of those dumb things, but. For like for the same price, there. This is come on. You're not serious. I'm curious with this though. Do you think that Apple could ever make a band that has smart technology in it that you would wear on a not super fancy watch, but a mediocre watch? Why like would a, you a need it? Why, like I'm just why? asking. Do you think it's something that people would would buy? No. Look, in terms of the nerd degree, um, this is. Walking into a truck stop bathroom, having to pee really bad, not getting out in time, and like striping yourself. Oof. Okay. In terms of a uh, a truck stop bathroom, this is walking in and the floor is a little bit wet. You have an untied shoelace, which you will now have to burn. <laughs> but but the rest of the bathroom was clean, and you were able to go to the bathroom. So you're relieved, but you did burn a shoelace. You do have to sacrifice that. I'm a little more optimistic. I, I think this is an interesting concept. What truck stop bathrooms are you guys going to? Have you never been to it? Well, yeah. Brian hasn't lived very much. Wow. <laughs> well, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, in terms of a uh, truck stop bathroom, which, by the way, that is our that is what we do every single week when we do the nerd degree. This is the standard metric of, of rating things. 
Never changes. Uh, this is going into the uh, truck stop bathroom. Um, everything that Josh said, but then still deciding to eat the egg salad sandwich in the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> so you not only stripe your khakis, but then you make the wise decision to eat the Oof. half refrigerated, totally Oof. like uh, salmonella saturated egg salad. Indeed. That's what this some, is. To some bad things happen to good people. All right. So at this point, we're going to talk about Solo. We're going to do some spoilers. We're going to review it a bit. So the main show is over. If you haven't seen Solo, shame on you. And then (laughs) come back and listen to this piece because there's cool stinger after. All right. So uh, spoiler warning. Uh, I do actually want to start off with this before we get our first impressions. Uh, I went on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and asked you guys for your impressions. And Justin LeBlanc left us a message. Uh, so I want to play uh, Justin's message about what he thought about Solo. Hey, this is Justin LeBlanc from Taft and PA. Um, I saw the Solo movie and I loved it. The biggest fear I had was that they would change um, Han Solo's start story that we are so used to. Like Back before Disney bought the rights, we all know that Han Solo was actually in part of the Imperial Army or Imperial Navy. And he did free Chewbacca from enslavement. So, right there in the beginning scenes, when you know when they first introduced Chewie, I'm like, oh my god, they stuck to the roots. A little different, can't lie, but oh, that's when I knew I would love this movie. That moment, and I did. Bye. So, Justin, uh, enjoy the movie, and I want to say thank you, Justin, for for leaving a message. Uh, If you want to talk to us about anything uh, on our show or if you have any thoughts or feelings, you can always call us at 484-373-4119, and you can leave a message that we will play on the air. So thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Uh, Now, I want to get your first impressions as you uh, left the theater uh, and kind of what you thought about it, starting with Brian. Or do we want to start with Josh? You don't want to start with. Let's me. start with Josh. I thought it was a good movie. Like it was a, it was a, it was a really good action flick. It was not necessarily a Star Wars story, um, which I was fine with because he becomes a Star Wars character as is Lando. I thought that Donald Glover was fantastic. Um, I thought that the humor was solid. The action was good. I had no issues. With it as an action flick, I don't think Han was this altruistic at this age. So I don't I don't think it was necessarily true to the character. So I'm just I'm going to keep going back to I thought it was a really good movie, really good action movie, not a really good Star Wars movie and not necessarily true to the characters. And I think they may have screwed up something in the. Uh, Han Lando relationship too, but I'm not sure. So that, that those are my initial impressions. I really liked it. Really liked it. Love that there was this connection with Chewbacca instantly. Do I know that that was how it happened? No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know any of that shit. I don't care about uh, the Daenerys Targaryen story at all. Yep. Not at all. Um, I don't care about Jarvis at all. Um, I just want the Han and Chewie story. And I feel like we got a good bit of that. I want the Lando story. And I feel like they screwed it up a little. It was a really good action flick. It was a decent movie. It was not a star Wars movie. 
that is the end. I I felt that way too. Again, it was a a, a decent movie, but just like you said, Josh didn't really have that Star Wars feel to it. Um, I will say this. Um, I love the acting. I thought every actor did a did a good job with that. I I didn't care for the story. Not saying it was a bad movie. It was a good movie. Uh, it just it did not hold my attention. Uh, and and I, I mean, at one point, I actually left to go get more popcorn and left to go to the bathroom, uh, which I never do during uh, a movie. Uh, so I and I came back and I was fine. I picked up exactly where everything was. The story was just was just not captivating to me. Uh, I don't think that had anything to do with you know the reshoots and the craziness for it. Just I just think they didn't have a solid story to begin with. Uh, I did like the relationship between Han and Chewie. Donald Glover was amazing, and now I want to see a Lando movie, but at the same time, I don't. Uh, I was uh, I was talking to some other people after they left the movie too, and they they were kind of disappointed with the the whole Kessel run. Uh, seeing that uh, it's such a, a a running gag within Star Wars that you don't really know what it is or what it really means. Everyone's kind of have it has its own thing to it when you watch it. And uh, seeing it was um, it was one of those things where you, it's like seeing a magician doing his trick and figuring out how it was done. You're like, wow, I'm really glad like I know that and some other people don't. I kind of liked it better when I didn't know. Um, so I felt that way. I, I enjoyed it, but the other part is I don't remember it. It wasn't memorable to me. I, I, I had to refresh myself uh, before our conversation today about what happened by reading some reviews. So um, it missed the mark for me. Uh, but again, overall, uh, compared to other movies I've seen this month, good movie. Uh, just, you know, it had its problems. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you got your, your mouth guard in, your helmet on, Brian Thornton. Wow, I thought I was going to be the odd man out on this. I thought I was going to have to fight the two of you because I, I felt the same exact way. It was okay. It sure. was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I left there thinking, I just saw a movie. <laughs> I was not enamored with it at all. The only thing I truly loved about this movie was Donald Glover as Lando. And I want to see a Lando movie more than anything. Um, I found the movie to be predictable to the point where it was boring. Uh, I did not like the guy they got to play Han. I don't even remember his name. Aldrich, whatever his name is. I didn't care for him. Did a lot of finger pointing. Did a lot of finger pointing when he was. I I didn't have a problem with him. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, he's not Han, he's not Han, and he didn't even try to be oh, Han. Oh, come on. No, 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 hold on, I've heard that before, I, I, he didn't try to be Harrison Ford, he was Han Solo. I thought uh, he was Han, yeah, he wasn't Harrison Ford. No, you just got done saying that the movie wasn't true to the character, hence, this guy was not <laughs> no, no, Han. No, 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 he played the character, he played what was written well, I, I think the, the character was written wrong. Right, the story... Fine, maybe I, maybe that's, that's what right. I felt. I I didn't care for the story, and there was too much of a, about it that I didn't care about. I the thought best he played. Part, it, you don't think he played it well? I, I thought. I, I think I could replace any young twenty-something actor oh, in that role and get uh, the same performance. I, I okay, continue. I, we'll I, talk. We'll I, talk. I, this is my opinion. You I asked know, for my opinion. I know we are. I'm sorry. Please continue. My favorite scene in the movie is actually after the Kessel Run. Where he goes to the guy and says, I just did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. And the guy's like, I don't give a shit. Right. And then Wookiee says, uh, and Chewbacca says, and he's like. If you round down. Yeah, not if you round down. Which makes me think he did it in like 12.6 parsecs, which is really funny when you think about it. Um, But that's it. That's the only memorable part of that movie. 
that and the cameo at the end, and that's sad. If that's the only memorable part of that movie, that's sad. And I wasn't expecting a ton. Let me just explain. Really, I wasn't like, I wasn't expecting Star Wars. No, but I was expecting Ocean's Eleven in space, and I did not even get that. You can expect a sequel. I oh, think. I don't know. Oh. This movie did not do well box office wise. It, 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 it did okay. It, it did it did better than other movies, but like this is not up to the caliber. Here's here, here's what I'll say. At the end of this movie, uh, he's supposed to be going to uh, go meet Jabba the Hutt, which is basically kind of where he is when New Hope starts. So he's supposed to be there emotionally. No. No, 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 no. no, no. no he's, he's How many gonna, years? What's the gap? Start he was going to start. Okay. He was going to start his start, relationship start to with the okay, Huts. That's all. Sure. Okay. Um, all right then. So I, I apologize then. Uh, the 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 thing that I think they were trying to get him down was to at the end of it kind of harden him a little bit, right? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, at the end of the movie, it, he's supposed to be a little harder than when he started. But the story didn't even do a good job. Right. Of and, doing and that's that. the thing. The thing I thought right there. The thing that would have pushed him to closing off a little more to anyone except for Chewie would be being betrayed by Emma Clark's character, whose name I don't remember. Um, Kira. Kira. Being betrayed by her would really just go and go, you know what, I'm going to put some shields up a little bit. I'm going to be a little more gruff. I, it's not even just and he, that. And, like, and he didn't get, like, there was no betrayal. There was nothing that broke his heart. There were th- th- there was to a point, but, not like, really. you never see you never Not see following him. him broke his heart. She, like, the, the, the fact that she took off, that absolutely broke his but heart. But you, you, never, you never see it, it, its effect on him, first and foremost. And you never see Han first, show any emotion ever. But you're supposed to at this point because he's not there to. yet. He's supposed to be someone who shows emotion. And then this is the sequence of events that makes him kill it. The first nail in the coffin should have been Beckett betraying him. Yes. But because they didn't spend any time building that relationship, when he did betray him, I didn't care. And when he had to shoot him first, I didn't care. You didn't feel that like I've <gasps> just been betrayed by yeah. somebody like moment. They didn't do any any kind of character development on anybody, really. It was just it was there. There were a and, lot of characters, and they were all new. So yes, that you're right. But the my 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 other problem is we we introduced uh, this four armed guy and Tandy Newton, and then we kill them off in the next scene, and I don't care. You didn't give me any time to feel attached to these characters or understand their motivation. You didn't give me a scene where Tandy Newton warms up to Han Solo in, in any sort of fashion so that when these things start happening, it's just like, okay, yeah. that happened. The, the only thing Moving the, on. The only thing that the monkey said, and I don't remember his name and I apologize. The, the, the only thing that the monkey-like character said to Han that would made you feel like, oh, maybe they're friends, was as he was dying, oh, you are a good pilot. And then he died. It was like, oh. Was that the bonding? Okay, and unfortunately, it just it, it it didn't it didn't. Again, I went in with different expectations. I didn't come in looking for the whole story of how Han Solo got to be to where he is. I I was willing to take him at a different stage in his life. Uh, I I just again I thought the story didn't hit it, and and just like you saw too, the heist itself. I I was never like I was never like oh god what's gonna happen is like is Chewie gonna make it? Of course Chewie Chewie's gonna make it. The entire heist was predictable. Yep. The moment Kira shows up again, I'm like okay she's gonna betray her. Woody House is gonna betray him. And he, he told him like he foreshadowed yeah. it in the most it was telegraphed to you. It, it it just it it just wasn't well executed. This movie could have used an extra twenty minutes. This movie needed to be two and a half hours, but it wasn't. 
You need an extra 20 minutes to build those relationships so that when these things happen, it actually affects you. I just want want one scene. Because when he first meets Beckett and he hands him the gun, he's just like, oh, you need to show me how to do those tricks. That's a perfect setup for you to later in the movie have a bonding bonding scene between these two characters where he's showing him the tricks. And then when he has to shoot him, he does a little flip back into his holster. And so it like really drives home. They didn't do that. I thought that too. They like, you got to show me to do those tricks. Like, I can't wait for the, the scene where he learns how to do those tricks. Crickets. Crickets. Oh, they're not going to do that. Okay. Like, there's a couple setups in that it movie was, that, that didn't It was off. a little, a little so, disappointing. So, so let, me, let me turn this because I, I don't want to be negative about it because we both, we all said it was, we all said it was a good movie. Just again, not Star Wars. So what did you like from this movie? Oh, you know, can, can I, can I say one more thing I hated before we talk about what we liked? Yes. I fucking hated the droid in this movie. Oh, I didn't mind her. L3. L3. Yeah, the droid was dumb. She was annoying. Oh, I liked she was her. dumb. Every line out of her mouth was not, A, not funny, B, not adding to the story in any capacity. It, it was, it was, she was I, annoying. I disagreed. I thought she was a great psychic. I, no. I thought she was a great companion to Delando. I enjoyed her I a lot. I disagree. Well, that's fine. So, so let's talk about what we did like because we all all three of us said we liked it it was a good movie so what did work what made it a good movie for you donald glover that's it donald glover the humor and the relationship with chewy yeah i think they did a good job of, of the of the chewy relationship that's i think donald glover was great i also think it's great just like justin said that we did get to see him with the empire right we got to see the guy who always wanted to be a pilot Join the Navy saying, I'm going to be a pilot. And they're like, yeah, we're going to make you a pilot. And then like years later, like, you're still not a pilot. Welcome to just being disenfranchised. Well, he, no, he failed. He, he failed he, out because he, he, he couldn't follow out. orders. Right. Uh, but I, I like the fact that we see that ambition. We learn about the fact that he wanted to do it. But well, it wasn't that they failed to make him a pilot. I mean, he screwed up. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. I That I liked. I like the fact that we showed Han's personality through that. Oh, I like the fact okay. that we set right. that up as he failed. I like the Darth Maul cameo at the end. Yeah. I didn't care. That was nice. What do you mean you didn't care? I was like, oh, cool. It's Darth Maul. So, no, here's here's the thing. What you realize as as this is happening is essentially this is taking place ju- probably just before Rogue One, essentially. And these. Um, no. No. You it don't doesn't. think so? No. No, I know so. Um, this movie takes place approximately seven years after Revenge of the Sith. Han is 19 when the movie starts. Okay. And 22 by the time the main story starts. In New Hope, he is in his 30s. And that's established. He's in like his early 30s or late 20s at the most. So there is a solid. And Rogue One takes place like right 18, before. 18 20, years. 24 yeah. hours before New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. And Rogue One takes place 24 hours so you're before saying, New you're Hope. You're saying the difference is. There's almost a decade between a decade. the two. A decade. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I. that's not the way I took it. It's, I took it like they were happening in parallel. I, I like the Boba Fett armor that was in the ship that Emma Clark was bouncing out of. I was waiting for like an actual Boba. Like me too. I was waiting for give, a give me a scene which explains why Boba Fett hates Han Solo so much. Just one scene. Like like there, there's there was no there was no like even planting of seeds for future solo movies besides Darth Maul, and there was no other explanation into like some of the things that we know about Han Solo besides the Kessel Run. It's just, it was very... Did Did you feel yeah. that seeing... I, I don't know if we're going to keep this in the show. Did you feel that seeing the Kessel Run actually played out and actually seeing it 
ruins the the joke of doing the Kessel Run. Like all the humor that surrounded the fact that no one really knew what the fuck the Kessel Run was anyway. A, a little. He cheated. He he he. Kobayashi Marud. Absolutely. He Kobayashi Marud. Fine with that. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. I mean, I was always expecting I, him to do that anyway. See, here's the thing. I don't like it for that exact reason that you said, because it's like seeing the magicians behind the scenes of the trick, right? Right. I do like it because now all the references in the original trilogy and The Force Awakens when they say, I hear you did the Kessel Run in 13 parsecs are kind of funnier uh, because he actually did it in like 13 parsecs. All right. Okay. All right. right so it, it's like a bittersweet type of thing. Sure. But I, I have no feeling one way or the other. It was a cool scene. It was fun. Yeah. Again, just like everything else in this movie, it was it was adequate. And that was that's how I feel about it. Which brings us to a, an article that, that Brian had found uh, that I, I wanted to address as well. It says, all 11 Star Wars movies ranked, including Solo. So, Brian, you were reading this and kind of, I mean, do you agree with the order? Walk me through this. Yeah, well, I, I put this in here because I wanted to see if you guys agreed with it. Because I looked at this list and I said, you know what? Mashable, I actually agree with you for once. This is the exact order I would put the Star Wars movies in. All right, so um, hit me. What's the order? So you want me to start from 11? You want me to start from number one? 11. 11 is the Clone Wars, not episode two, the animated Clone Wars movie that they used to to launch the Clone Wars series. Um, Number 10 is Attack of the Clones. That's episode two. Right. Number nine is Phantom Menace, episode one. Eight, Revenge of the Sith, episode three. Seven is where Solo is. Six is The Force Awakens. Five is Rogue One, four Return of the Jedi, three The Last Jedi, two Star Wars, one The Empire Strikes Back. And I actually agree with the way they have these movies ranked. I would rank them the exact same way. I would just flip uh, The Force Awakens and Rogue One. I think Rogue One would be sixth and Force Awakens would be five. Other than that, and, and that's by a razor thin margin, uh, I do agree. Uh, no, no, no. I, I have, I have, I would have both i would have solo ahead of rogue one and both of them behind anything any other star wars movie so what, what does that put them 11 and 10 and 11 and i don't consider the animated thing a thing either yeah so. the clone wars i was like I, i've never seen it so i'm just, just gonna kick that out oh yeah, that movie together. was not good that's only 10 the at series, that point that's a nice so round series, number. Nine and ten. Really i have i have right. solo at nine rogue one at 10 and then i flip uh Return of the Jedi with the Last Jedi at three and four. All right, and then I agree. Why didn't you like Rogue One? I fell asleep four times. That's not a good barometer. I'm you're talking a, about. I, I'm not talking about guy. during the movie. I fell asleep four times. The first time I saw it in the theater, I fell asleep for almost the whole movie. The second time, I fell asleep for about forty minutes. Uh, when I tried to watch it at home, I fell asleep like immediately and when i tried to watch it on the road i just did work and didn't pay attention to it here here's what I'll, i, I want to say at, at star wars at large to a lot of people right now ever since disney took over a, a lot of dumb people in my opinion have really been screaming oh my god disney's ruined star wars okay no just 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 stop when a lot of star wars movies came out people thought that they were were bad and they've gotten better and aged with with time um, Disney is taking a few risks since they've acquired uh, Star Wars, which which is fine. 
Some of it's worked. Some of it's not worked. The bottom line is they've all still been good movies. Like they're good movies. Uh, they just maybe not be hitting everything that you want them to hit. It is not time to say, okay, guys, stop making Star Wars movies, or why did Disney buy this? You guys are ruining the whole franchise. Right, I right. We're ruining a franchise because it's not on par with the nostalgia you feel about the right. first sci-fi trilogy that was ever made. Ever made. Yeah. No. All of us, all of us saw this when we were children. Right. And and, and here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get a lot of shit for saying this, but I'm actually I'm actually quoting Mark Bernardin, uh, who is a co-host on Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith, who is who is a film critic or was a film critic and a film writer. Yes, and he's said multiple times, and I agree with him. If you watch those movies now and you watch them and remove the nostalgia aspect from them, they're not good movies. No, they're, they're not. really not. Yep. We love them because of the, the nostalgia and because of some of the things that they did for, you know, filmmaking and sci-fi and things like that. But on the face of it, they're not great movies. Right. And when I go to see a Star Wars movie, I am not particularly looking for a great movie. I am looking for a movie that makes me feel like a kid again. I am yep. looking for a movie that makes me Star feel like Wars Star movie. Wars. Yeah. Solo did that. They did, they did plenty of that. And, and The Last Jedi did that. Is the the problem with you know people freaking out is because they have the, they 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 have their precious little the precious little thing and they want to keep it all close and they want everything to be the way they want to and then they start making theories and fan fictions and stuff oh wouldn't it be cool if this kind of stuff happens and then when that doesn't happen they get offended Star Wars is not yours it is not ours it's not the fans it is. Whatever, whoever is writing that movie, whoever is directing that movie wants it to be. Right. So and, and you, I, we as consumers just need to deal with the story and take out what we like about it. And if you get that feeling of a Star Wars movie two to three times in a two hour movie, it is a good Star Wars movie. I think what Josh said last week when we were reading that terrible article by that asshole who said that we're getting. Oh, Van fatigue. Cocksucker. Yep. Uh Movies are supposed to make you feel something, make you either feel enjoyment. They're supposed to just kind of let it be a distraction from the real world for two hours, maybe sometimes three, depending on the movie. Uh, and at the end of it, you're supposed to go, hey, that wasn't reality, and that was uh, a nice escape. That's what this movie was. That's what all Star Wars movies are. That's what movies are in general. So stop taking it so damn seriously. Enjoy the the ride, and just, just let it be. I, again, I think at the end of the day, we wouldn't tell people not to go see Solo, right? Even though we have problems with it, if someone said, hey, I'm going to go see Solo this weekend, would either of you say, oh, don't see that? No. I actually no, had no. someone say, hey, should I go see Solo? And I said, hey, do you like Star Wars? And he said, yes. And I said, then I think you owe it to yourself to go see Solo. Right. So I think that's what people need to come away with. Even, even with the fact that we had problems with the movies, we enjoyed it. It was a movie. We felt an escape for two hours. So... Let that be it. I don't want this to be a one-way conversation. I want to turn it over to you. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about the movie. Uh, you can leave us, like I said, a voicemail like Justin did by calling 484-373-4119. I know some of you are a little shy, too, so you can reach out to us on social media. Uh, you can reach out to us on email uh, or go to thatcanerd.com and comment on Yeah, so on the this internet episode. can protect your voice and face. It doesn't protect anything. The Muppet eyes are everywhere. <laughs> They're watching you. I want to thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work, and we'll see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, 
television, video games, and fantasy. Well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see. There's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, cause you were that kind of nerd. My big eyes are watching you. They see your every move. My big eyes, they're watching you. Muppet Eyes Are Watching You is the name of the episode, by the way. I absolutely, yeah. absolutely it is. <laughs> also, what is the picture for realistic eyes right now? Telling me you're seeing this, it looks like a, like, 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 I don't know. I don't know how to explain Was that it from like the Dark Crystal or Dinosaurs? It, I, maybe. I don't know. It's scary looking. I don't, I, I don't recall. Maybe it was from Labyrinth. I don't recall. I've actually uh, suppressed that memory completely repressed so what's that what's the what do i do what do you do brian you suppressed no i think it's repressed i lock it i lock it away in my pain vault i thought it was a repressed memory but you suppress you don't repress a memory well now we gotta google something else (laughs) (laughs) repression is unconscious suppression is conscious right but that's 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 active what about no repression is you do it but you don't realize you're doing it Suppression is until you force later to when forget. someone unlocks that thing and right. every all hell breaks loose. The more you know. By the way, uh, repress and suppress, like Brian said, there's they're actually they're listed as synonyms. So, okay, for what right. it's worth, and the more have, you know. I have no idea where that segment ends and begins. <laughs> That'll just be all right. We'll it's a Tarantino out. film. <laughs> is my shillelagh okay there? That's not bothering anybody. Why do you have a shillelagh? It was my grandfather's shillelagh. That's cool. That's like a beating stick. Oh yeah this this was this was this, the Irish beating stick. That's a shellacked to say shillelagh. Just, just in case you didn't know what it was, handwritten on it, shillelagh, shellacked. It's a shellacked shillelagh. Shellacked shillelagh. Yeah, say that ten times fast. I like Jamie Fox. I like Jamie Fox. Brian the wallet. Brian needs to recuse himself with this paycheck that he gets from Mr. Fox, the fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, no, he, he is he's the foxy Mr. Fox. He's he's fox he's foxing up all over the place. Was he's that- foxing up everywhere. The man <laughs> just exudes foxiness. <laughs> Comes around. Uh-huh. All right. Now I don't know if the title of the show is Foxing It Up or Muppet no, Eyes. No, it's are Muppet Eyes. It's one hundred percent Muppet Eyes. I'll Muppet tell eyes. you what: if Jamie Fox had some Muppet Eyes, they would sure as hell blink. <laughs> Ooh, who's Justin LeBlanc? He is Matt LeBlanc's cousin. <laughs> Am I am I am I off base? Nope. It's all right. I'm cutting the segment. You're good. <laughs> Perfectly fine. 